What is going on, everybody? Hello. I'm Kyle Richards, a.k.a. Tater Deluxe, and this is my buddy, Micah Brown. A.k.a. Microwave. Microwave. Like your kitchen thing. Like the food heater upper. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to the show, my dude. Well, thanks. Yeah. I'm so glad to have you again two weeks in a row. Two for two. Some kind of a streak. Uh, I think we can... Is it a streak if it's two? I think it is, because it's consecutive. So. Okay. I'm just streaking. Kind of like a pairing. <laughs> streaking's good. <laughs> I like streaking, but pairing pairing's all right, too. Um, but welcome to episode 23, uh, titled Crazy Week of NCAA Football. There's some crazy stories going on in the, in the college football world. Uh, but also, uh, I don't know if you know, but NFL starts tomorrow, so we're talking a little bit about that as well. Um, a little bit of basketball stuff, a tiny bit of baseball things. Um, but almost playoffs. It's almost playoffs, um, but... Mostly football because that is the craze in this country. So, Mostly. So uh, before we dive into all the sports content, I want to talk about some of the, I mean, sport, I mean at least podcast content. I want to talk about uh, some of the most recent content that's gone up on the blog. I meant to do this last week, um, but we were just in a frenzy of trying to get technology working for us, and so I totally forgot. Um, so the first thing I want to mention is the uh, Micah here, he put up an article on the blog, and that kind of got him kick-started on this abstract sports thing. Um, he did an article titled, 2017 NFL Sexiest Player and Why It's Tom Brady. I mean, Tony Romo. Tony Romo. Um, and I'm actually, I'm going to take this link, and I'm going to drop it in the chat. So people who come through can click on this link. Go give that article a read, whether it's now or later. Um, because... It's really well written. Um, this kid used to write for a high school yearbook and stuff. And newspaper. So, newspaper. And so he's very talented when it comes to writing. And um, Read it all the way through. Yeah, you, you definitely have to read it all yeah. through. But it, it, it changes about halfway through. So. And uh, so you have to kind of like, give a little bit of a sneak peek of the article without giving it away. Tom Brady. <laughs> and Tony Romo. Nice. Just pulling the keywords out of the title. I like it. <laughs> NFL. <laughs> NFL. 2017. Cowboys. Sexy. Patriots. Miss. <laughs> Pigskin. There's, it's more than just about Brady and Romo. Yeah. You're, sort of. That's why you have to ro- read it till the end. Uh, there's there's a, a sweet little nugget there. There's a lot of name drops. <laughs> there are. It's not just Tom Brady, uh, Tony Romo. Though it could have been, but it's not. Yeah, so go check that out. Um, and then we have... Uh, an article that I put together about a story that I'm not even like, I want to tell the story cause it's so exciting and ridiculous, but that's why I wrote the article so that people can be like, Oh, you, you met this baseball player. Yeah. It's baseball. It, it, this is baseball. Believe baseball. it or not, it's not basketball. Cause you guys know me. I'm all about the basketball thing, but, um, I met a, a now professional baseball player. Um, you're going to have to go read the article though. It's called meeting phenom Hunter green baseball slugging and pitching unicorn. Dude's insane. He's also a very humble guy. Be humble. <laughs> Pinch that. it. Pinch it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely go check out. Oh, shoot. I forgot to give you the link. And so for you guys listening on SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever, I'm going to leave these links in the description. In the description. And also on the YouTube because I know Clay Dog likes to listen to it on the YouTube. The Uber tubes. So there we go. We've got two links. We're just link dropping. I know it's sleazy, but but it's very relevant. I mean, there's no point in covering that content on the podcast when we got you covered in the written content. So get at it. So with that, 
Um, only thing that's really happened between last week and this week is we played a lot of volleyball on Labor Day. Yeah, I can feel the uh, the smoky air in my chest. <laughs> so over here in the Western United States, there, you know, Montana is on fire. In fuego. It's over like a half a million acres or something like that. And Muy in fuego. Air quality up north is just terrible, and you know, us being vandals and we like Moscow being a second home, we have people up there that are like struggling to go to class. If you have asthma, the schools still haven't shut down class yet, and it's kind of messing with people. So. Pretty pretty serious stuff, and of course, on, on that same sort of negative topic, we've got hurricanes going on on the East Coast and uh, the Southeast, but um, all you can do is just hope that it doesn't hit people too hard, you know? Yeah, they're uh, re-evacuating, they've rescheduled some games, it's pretty bad. Yeah, so we, we have a little bit more on that later, and there are some, I mean, as, as terrible as the hur- hurricanes have been and the fires and stuff... Um, there are some some positive things that do come out of that, and we'll we'll talk about those a little later in the podcast. Uh, but yeah, volleyball tore me up. My my right arm is killing me. Um, my your knees. My knees are better now. The day after, it really sucks. Um, I iced them a little bit, and then I passed out because it's so much so much physical exertion. But um, go hard. But it was a really good time, and uh, you know, we got good friends and family in town, so it was nice to see them and. Um, then we had to get back to the work week the next day. <laughs> Unfortunate. It's kind of a bummer, but um, that's all right. So with that, we're going to jump right into some NCAA football. Um, we're doing things a little bit differently this week with the format of how we're presenting the content, um, but we're just going to do it and let you guys experience it because it's going to be freaking awesome. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm talking it up. Whatever. Uh, so NCAA football started, and it was a very interesting week to say the least. Um it was lit. Lit. As the kids say, it was quite lit. Lots of things happened. Uh, probably the the most notable primetime game was probably that A&M-UCLA game. Texas A&M, that is. Which, by the way, the uh, the state of Texas, usually known for football, kind of sucking it up. <laughs> so, um, And so, basically, UCLA comes back. Oh, yeah. But UCLA comes back from like a 44 to 10 deficit to win 45 to 44 um and yeah like you were saying though like football in texas is huge it's life i it is life and i actually saw a story that i need to i need to share a little bit later in the podcast i'll have to try to remember that um you know what i'll just come down here and i'll uh wait i'll tell it after this segment because it it's relevant and it has to do with the intangibles that's good enough. All right. Sorry, I had to leave a note for myself. Uh, pardon that. I don't know what he's trying to tell you. <laughs> um, but that whole thing of like coming back from a 44 to 10 deficit really is a testament to not giving up and you know, basically just believing in your game plan, following the coach's orders, and just going about your business. And you know, obviously there's a little bit of luck involved, but that's pretty much any sport. Um, but obvi- they were in UCLA, and so they had the crowd behind them. But... If this were a Vandals game, everybody in the stadium would have left at halftime. Am I yeah, right? <laughs> the, the band would have outnumbered the amount of fans left with that kind of score. Which, to be fair, we've seen a lot of those scores. Yeah, it's part so, of our history. It's part yeah. of who we are. UCLA and Texas A&M aren't quite the same in that aspect. 
It's true. They're not historically terrible. <laughs> so it's true, but I do I do like to fall back on the fact that Micah and I were definitely not those people that would leave at a halftime no matter what the score is because there were many times when the score was forty four to ten or something similar to that or even worse, and part of us just know the unexpected part of sports is that anything can happen. And so we, we stuck it out at least for most of the third quarter, if not to the starting of the fourth. Yeah, and I like football, so. Yeah, it's entertaining. and you. I mean, we didn't have to pay to get into those games as students, but um, in our later years we did. Yeah, and then <laughs> you know I'm going to get my money's worth. So. Yeah, and plus they have like the, the classic uh, the food you can get at a stadium, like hot dogs and soda. No and beer. No beer, uh, even though it is the U of I. Uh, but I think they know that people find their way. When it comes oh, to they, that. They know. <laughs> they know. Uh, but this is definitely one of those games where you'd regret leaving early if you're uh, the people in UCLA. Because you leave, and then later on in the evening, you find out that UCLA, your team, your the, the people you went there to support in the first place came back and won, and you didn't get to experience that, that euphoria. Um I never want to be that guy. Yeah, that's a lot of kicking yourself. <laughs> a lot of kicking yourself. Especially with sports, too. I mean, like, you, you like, root so hard for these, these teams, and when you're a college kid, like, you're almost, like, rooting because you're a part of that. Mm-hmm. And when you don't get to see your team come back and get a historic win like that, you, you, you're going to be regretting that for a long time. Regerts. No regerts. No regerts. <laughs> no regerts. Unless you're half the UCLA crowd, then you are regretful. They're in California. They got... They got bigger problems. It's true. <laughs> um, but speaking of uh, speaking of like the, the Texas thing you were mentioning earlier, um, I read a story or actually watched a video about it was on Hard Knocks, oh. and uh, because it's with the Buccaneers this year, and they were talking or Jameis Winston was talking to a trainer of some kind, and he was sort of describing the Dirty South, like you know, quote unquote Dirty South, like what consists of the Dirty South, what states are in there. He's like, you know, Texas, Florida, Georgia, Alabama a little bit of Kentucky, and he's like, northern Florida, not southern Florida, because southern Florida is like Chicago or New York. It's just a different place. Hmm. And I was like, that's interesting. And he's from the south, and so he was talking about, um, somebody asked him, do you think that gives you a competitive edge, being from the dirty south? And he kind of gave this description of like, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, I think I feel like people, like football for me was a way of life. Uh, it was a, it was me finding like my love for the game and having a passion for it. Um, it also taught me a lot of life skills like discipline and being a leader. Um, all very much part of the intangibles. And I was just like, man, this is awesome. And and he was just like, I feel like other people not in the the southern part of the country, football is just a sport to them. It's not something bigger than that like it is for me. Yeah. And I was like, man, you have no idea. I'm over here in Idaho. I feel the same way. <laughs> I feel like Jameis Winston and I should be buddies, but um, he's a little bit high-strung for me. I don't know if I can handle that. Hide your crab legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's past that. I'm sorry. Yeah. That, he's, was, that was low. He's grown up a little bit, but who doesn't like a good crab leg, though? <laughs> Am I right? True. And he can afford them now. Yeah, there's no need to steal them. You have somebody to deliver them to him. And, uh, but yeah, Very so different. speaking of Florida State alumni, that comes into the next, the next uh, point in college football stories. Alumni. Or alumni, I guess. Didn't Winston went to FSU, right? Oh, he did, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, was, I was thinking, like, crap, am I wrong? Uh, no, I was confused. I was like, who are we talking about? Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of Florida State. There we go. 
<laughs> people who are affiliated. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I think it was the alumni. Yeah, the alumni. Like, wait, no. Like, who else? <laughs> who else are we talking about? It's not in my notes. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you guys watched the Chick Fil A kickoff game, um, the Alabama Florida State was a really good game. Um, but did you recognize somebody? I I did. I did saw it, a guy. Did it kind of look like Cam Newton? I, I thought it did. I thought it was him. It wasn't Cam Newton. Oh. It was Florida State's now injured for the season quarterback, uh, Francois. It's a bummer. DeAndre Francois. DeAndre. Francois. His name's not even on here. Wow. I think it's DeAndre Francois. Yeah, I think you're right, though. It's Francois, at least. I don't, I don't know his first name. I think it's DeAndre. But yeah, that dude, it, even down to his mannerisms, looks like Cam Newton. It's kind of unsettling. He's smaller than Cam Newton by a little bit, but... Just how he looks, how he moves his lips. He's got that. He's got a big set of teeth. Miser and the helmet. It just looks like Cam Newton. Yeah. Sorry, Cam. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he uh, he's out for the season now. He uh, was it the patellar, patellar, some some tendon in his knee, I think, or something. The patellar one, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he tore that in the fourth quarter, kind of when the game was already out of reach. Um, Kind of makes me question why they play these games. Uh, I mean, it was one versus three first week. Did it really matter? Probably not. But uh, I don't know what I'm saying. It, it was better than Alabama beating up on some directional school. So it's better than that. <laughs> I, I just I don't know what I'm talking about. So. No, I, no, I think that makes sense. I mean, when this when you have a guy who, or you have a, a game that's not really a close yeah. game and you have your starting guy in there, and this this kid's a sophomore too. He's not like an older guy. Uh, you want to if this is going to be your starting quarterback for the next three years, including this year. Why would you keep them in a game uh, in such a you know competitive atmosphere like Florida State yeah. uh, and risk them getting injured? And I understand that like these kids only see so many snaps um, throughout their college career, so maybe they're trying to maximize that for him. Yeah. Um, and obviously, he's not going to be the one taking himself out of the game. No competitor ever does that. Um, but. It's just one of those situations. It's just unfortunate. It's kind of hard to. Obviously, it's impossible to predict. Yeah, that, um, that, that's part of it. I mean, you can always argue. Well, why was he in the game? Get hurt walking down the street. Get hurt walking to practice. That happened to an <laughs> Idaho basketball player. He got hurt coming off the bus. Yeah. Like, so. But yeah, I mean, it was a good game. Uh, Alabama proved their number one ness by being crazy elite on all three sides of the ball. Just dominated everything. Like. Wasn't even close. Like the Florida State ones were probably as good as the Alabama ones, but the Alabama twos are still Florida State ones. <laughs> Depth really plays a part in it. So yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, and yeah, he he definitely does not look like Cam Newton though with his helmet off. That no, guy. no, it looks looks way different. He's got this like like this weird ball of hair on top of his head, and with his helmet off, you're like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. It, it, it kind of goes back to how. Uh, that that's oh, a cat that's comment. A cat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it kind of goes back to how they say that uh, like basketball feels more personal, baseball feels more personal because you can see the players' faces. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes to show this guy looks like Cam Newton takes off the helmet, not Cam Newton. <laughs> like, you instantly know. Yeah, like from the from the sidelines, you would never notice either. Yeah, their backs are turned to you anyways. So and there's 53 guys on the sideline. 
in the NFL, home. there's like 90 in college. Yeah, that's why the numbers in NF, in football are so big, I feel like, is to like, so the fans can be like, oh, there's number 10. I'm sitting way up here in the nosebleeds, and I know who that is. Well, there can be two number 10s in that's college. That's true. So you could be like, oh, that's my favorite guy. Like, why is he playing cornerback? There's two on Idaho. <laughs> Thickahan and Graham. <laughs> Thickahan and Grahamham? Yeah. Thickahan, a.k.a. Girth Brooks. <laughs> that boy thick, Linehan thick. <laughs> Had a terrible game. Is that the joke you came up with over the last week? Girth for that? Brooks, yeah. <laughs> Girth Brooks. Girth Brooks. <laughs> uh, I like that. That's pretty good. Um, it, it makes even more sense because his dad was a coach for the Cowboys, like country, yeah, Texas. <laughs> Girth Brooks. Um, yeah, that's that's great. But going back to DeAndre Francois. 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 Uh, you never want to see a player get injured, and I feel like if you're one of those people who are ro- rooting for a player to get injured, even if they are not your favorite player and you hate them, you're a terrible person for thinking that. Like I hear, I hear friends joking about that. All the time. <laughs> I hear friends joking about it all the time. Like I hope he busts his kneecap, and then you know and they describe this gruesome story, and I'm like, ha 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 ha, that's funny. But really, like you don't you don't seriously wish. Pain. Yeah, I mean, if it were to ever happen, as soon as you wish, you'd be like, oh. Yeah, you would you would regret oh, that. No, you would have regrets. No. Um, Major regrets. But think about this: the kid, he's like I said, he's a sophomore. He's nineteen to twenty years old, and <laughs> I love my notes. But like, he's nineteen, twenty years old, and if you're wishing for him to blow his knee out and end his career, that makes you a terrible person for one thing. But also, this kid playing for FSU, he's in a position where he could be playing for a professional team in the NFL somewhere down the road. FSU has been a very competitive team throughout a long time. I don't know all the stats, but I know they're a good team, and they've produced number one picks. And and so when you see a player like this go down, you know that this kid's dream is potentially ruined of becoming a starting NFL quarterback. Because when he gets drafted, they're going to say, oh, well, that one patellar tendon injury... It, has he recovered fully? And, you know, they, they'll speculate even though it's three years removed from the injury. Um, this is a type of injury that without proper rehab and therapy can ruin a person's career and mm-hmm. and make their life more difficult because they can't walk like they used to. Um, you know, I, luckily, modern medicine has came has come a long way in terms of treating these injuries, and he already has had a successful surgery since you know, since Saturday. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really good news. I, I mean, I don't know enough about the guy to, like, have super-duper feelings, but I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm happy for the kid um, that he's on the way to recovery. Um, Get well soon, Francois. Yes, exactly. So I'm I'm going to try to, like, I don't know if I'll be able, I'll probably remember this next season when, when the season starts up and when he's playing again. It'll be like, oh, hey, that's the one kid. Let's see how he does. And they'll probably kick butt. So it's the guy that got his knee destroyed. <laughs> yeah, and that that play did look pretty gross. Yeah, it was like, yeah, he's hurt. And the, his reaction, it wasn't like screaming. It was just grab his knee, like look at it. And he just, it's over. He's like, yeah, it's it's done. I know it. But yeah, so interesting story. Guy who looks like Cam Newton makes all the news and then goes down with the season-ending injury. Hope he gets better. Speaking of ending your season. UNLV. <laughs> what the heck, man? I mean, if you guys didn't know, because it wasn't well advertised, and I don't even think this game was broadcast, um, to tell you the truth, uh, UNLV set a record for worst loss 
uh, spread-wise, so the point spread in college football history. Uh, they lost to Howard University. It was a 45-point spread. Who's Howard University? Exactly. Who the hell is that? <laughs> the Bison or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Howard University Bison. Yeah, I think I think they're out of Washington, D.C. But yeah, you've never heard of Howard. I've never heard of Howard. Let alone, I didn't know they had a football team. So, but that that's a it's a Division One school, huge budget, uh, should have much better athletes. Kudos to Howard, but yeah, a new record for worst defeat points wise in college football history, and uh, funny that it happened to the Vegas school. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, betting. It's funny, funny <laughs> laugh. <laughs> but yeah, uh, luckily for you Idaho fans, we play. UNLB this week on Saturdays. There's Sorry, a cat. there's a cat. I have to remove the nuisance. Sorry, go ahead. We play UNLB this week. The same team that lost, set record-setting losses. That's right. I'm I'm looking forward to that matchup even more now because UNLB was in the news for this historic loss, and now we get to come at them, and people are looking at them. So yeah, whenever we can be in the spotlight because of somebody else, we'll take it. Yeah, I'll let uh, I'll let Girth Brooks uh, torch them. On Saturday, that'll be great. Yes, sir. Um, the funny thing about, well, not funny. Speaking of Cam Newton, people looking like Matt Cam, oh. Cam Newton, and so you've got these notes that I just, <laughs> I'm not looking at. No, it's all good, man. We have notes, guys. It's not like we're just freestyling this. He's got notes. We're not I, crazy. They're right there. I'm it's okay. Micah's it. he's a rook. This is his second second episode. He'll figure it out. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Um, so there's a, the guy who looked like Cam Newton got injured. We already talked about that, but the quarterback for Howard university, guess what? Kind of looks like Cam Newton. Weird because it's Cam Newton's little brother. (laughs) So he's, he's making Cam Newton's making the news in all these weird ways. Like, you know, ways that he wasn't making news last year, even maybe his dad got around. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's a, a a brother from another mother. Yeah. Cam Francois. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, but then I, I guess there's another something about Cam Newton in the news that was actually kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, he came out uh, expressing his support for Kaepernick, saying he thinks he had, should have a job. He's not alone um, in that uh, that feeling, and he's not the first NFL player to come out and speak about it. Um, but uh, basically, the argument is: is Kaepernick's talented enough to have a job? Teams are just kind of shying away from him because of the baggage. Can't say that I blame them. I don't know. There's a lot worse players who did worse things in the NFL, and they're still on a team, in my opinion. Yeah. So I I get the baggage. You don't want to be political, but then again, you give a guy who's been accused of manslaughter, and then you just give him an extension. Like, Cap's just kind of protesting. Yeah, I I don't get it. I've I've posted some articles on the blog before. That was actually one of the first uh, articles I put up on Abstract Sports because... Um, it, when he protested, it kind of made me think like there's something bigger here than just football. And like, he's, he's trying to make a statement about it using his platform. And that's kind of how I got a lot of different ideas for this blog. But, um, yeah, I, like you said, I think there are players who underperform compared to him, or they're not even known for any kind of success in the NFL or just, I don't, I don't know. Literally, it's the baggage. And that's pretty much what everybody's saying. Like, Aaron Rodgers has come out and said similar things. He's like, I think he deserves to be on a roster. That's about it. Because 
He's a talented dude, and there are starting quarterbacks who don't deserve that that position. If Jay Cutler can still get a job throwing a football, man, I would I would love to I mean, see uh, Colin Kaepernick and Jay Ajay team up a little bit. That would be pretty cool. Not a Dolphins or a Boise State fan, so. Well, let's okay. Jay Ajay is an alum of <laughs> of Boise State, so yeah, I don't I don't root for. I know him. my stuff, Kyle. <laughs> I know my stuff. Well, I remember when we got to watch Kaepernick run all over us. When he was playing for Nevada. That, that's how I would describe it. Um, he ran for, I, I thought he ran for over 200 yards, but I looked it up and it was like 150, but that's still a quarterback running all over you. Yeah, Nevada that day <laughs> dropped like 750 yards on us or something. It was It was disgusting. disgusting. Yeah, I was about to say disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, one word, disgusting. We uh, finished each other's sandwiches. Sorry, that's a Hamburger? A childish toy. Hamburger? Hamburger? Um, so yeah, Cam Newton... Uh, all in the news for all these weird reasons. Uh, Kaepernick deserves to be on a team. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, if, if one. Your notes. I'm sorry. No, it's all good, dude. <laughs> I, I just put cap discussion in there, and it's just like a big, vague gray area. We never know where it's going to stop or start. Sure. So, um, but as far as he doesn't deserve it, is what we're trying yeah. to say. He didn't deserve to be fired. Um, his play wasn't the best, but there's, he's played better than some. Mm-hmm. But he didn't deserve to be fired. But yeah, you know who does deserve to be fired? The coach of UNLV. Because <laughs> in case you forgot, it was a record-setting loss. Big time. Tell you that one more time because it was that bad. And it was. I mean, it was how many points again? Forty. Forty-five. Forty-five point spread, and they lost it. Forty-five. That's ridiculous. Yeah, if you bet a hundred dollars. On Howard to win it, you won tens of thousands of dollars. Good money. That's kind of how that worked out. So, and then you wonder why college players aren't getting paid. Uh, that's another. That's another discussion. I'm not saying anybody bet any money on Howard because I doubt they did. But right. <laughs> that's one of those did. games. You're like, oh, UNLV's got UNLV has got this one in the bag, no question. Yeah, it, it, they should have. Um, so. so this Howard University and UNLV game is it's one of those games that is a prime example of where practice and development and effort all really pay off in a big way. Um, kind of like what you were saying, UNLV lost the game because of coaching. Well, I think Howard University won this game because of coaching. Oh yeah, on on the other side of the stick. So hundred um, percent. It just shows you that like when you have players who are willing to put their nose down and do their job, their individual jobs. To take some words out of Bill Belichick's book. Um, good things happen. I mean, Tom Brady makes every player great because he does his job the way yeah. he's supposed to do it. Um, and it's mentality, too. The coach yeah. giving the players the right mentality instead of going in and saying, hey, we're going to try. It'll be okay if we lose. He said, no, we can beat these guys. Let's let's go do it. Yeah. Or UNLV, I'm sure the players are like, Howard, who? Just like we were. And they're like, oh, we got it. We can we can take a few plays off. And their coach didn't change that. Um, and then that, Howard University comes in with a chip on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Just, you just guns a blazing. It's out coached. It's uh, it's out want as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. probably mainly coaching. Yeah. So it all attitude reflects leadership. Reflects leadership. Yeah. And the coach is the leader of the team. So. And I think this game can it, it means good things for Howard. This season, I mean, that getting a win like that under their belt is such a big confidence booster. Oh yeah, and kind of want to look at their schedule now and be like, who are they playing next? Maybe, maybe people want to watch them play because they're beating these t- teams they shouldn't be beating, right? Um, so kudos to them. Uh, but speaking of UNLV, 
Vandals. So we already talked about this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I messed up your notes. Really. No, that's all right. Uh, yeah, the, the the Vandals go play UNLV this week after beating Sacramento State 28-6. It was a actually pretty bad game by the Vandals, at least in the first half. Uh, let up a lot of sacks, had three turnovers. Um, Linehan was responsible for all three. Thickahan. A.K. Girth Brooks. Girth, Girth Brooks. Um, he had kind of a terrible game. It should have been should have been more of a blowout. I'm happy with the win. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't matter now. We won. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was I think it was a lot of first game jitters because they they really kind of I don't know kind of put their foot down in the second half. They didn't allow Sac State to score in the second half. There was a goal line stand. Um, defense played really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I imagine UNLV is probably a little better than Sacramento State, but we're probably quite a bit better than Howard University. So I would say so. And UNLV has to come to Moscow, which if you've ever driven to Moscow or even flown to Moscow, it's a trip. <laughs> it is a trip, and maybe the air quality will take a toll on them. Who knows? It is inside, though. It is inside, but who yeah, knows? Yeah, the smoke penetrates all. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we beat UNLV last year in overtime down in Vegas. So there's no reason we shouldn't beat them this year. So. Especially coming off, we're now like six wins straight, I guess, if we go into last season. Mm-hmm. One of the longest streaks in the nation, like nine out of the last 11 games we've won, which is insane. That is crazy for the Vandals. Uh, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but nine wins is it's unheard of. It is unheard of. I mean, that's like Nathan Enderley days, Rob Akey era type stuff. When I, I think we had similar numbers. In a For season. one season, we had yeah. we had eight wins in one season, yeah. but then we proceeded to win like eight game less than eight games over the next three four years. Three four years, yeah, so. combined. So, yeah, but yeah, the, the night of the Vandal game was a pretty fun night for me. I mean, I I'm not gonna lie, I got a little bit distracted by everything else that was going on around me. Like I had the Vandal game up on ESPN three over here on half my screen. I had an article going like I was the the article about uh, Hunter Green going over here on the left side of the screen. And then on my other monitor, I had a fantasy football draft going on. And I also had a Skype call going Two on monitors. in between. And so it was kind of hard to pay attention to all the things in the game. But when I heard the fight sound kick on, I'm like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, had, I didn't really have any doubts that we would get the win. But it was, it was still good to see and do so. Um, and as far as UNLV goes... It's a team we have struggled against in the past. Like like a few years back, we weren't so good, and then we like have finally put the the beat down on them the last couple of years. Yeah, we beat them. Enderley's senior year, we beat them. We beat them good. Okay, because I, I remember they. I think they came to town once for homecoming, and I want to say it was either them or there's somebody. But there's there's a certain team. I thought it was UNLV that would just give us trouble every year, and. Um, but I feel like that's kind of 50-50 with that. I think, I think that's Law Tech. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that would be Law Tech. That's my bad. Um, but the loss that UNLV took, um, that might just be the edge that we needed to get over them. But where we are better than Howard University and Howard University beat them, I don't see why we couldn't take them. Yeah, I mean, it, that doesn't always compute. It's not always A plus B equals C. Right, exactly. You don't just lose to Howard University just because. Yeah, there are a lot of things that have to happen for yeah, that to. That just that doesn't just happen. <laughs> uh, you have a much bigger budget. You should be able to recruit better players. <laughs> you're just you're Division One <laughs> school in a conference. Uh, it just it shouldn't. It's one of those things that shouldn't happen. Right. So, well, um, 
To end all the NCAA football talk, we have a pretty cool story. I'm sure a lot of you probably heard about it. Um, there's this kid named Jake Olson who plays for USC. Uh, he's a long snapper, and he, he's blind. Um, and, you know, you don't hear that type of that line get put together when it comes to football. Um, but basically, USC, I think they had the lead at, the point, at that point in the yeah. game. And they put Jake out there to go take to, uh, you know, snap the ball to the um, the holder for a point at, point after attempt, and and it he did it just like like clockwork. Yeah, I mean, it, it really shows muscle memory because that's a that's a skill position, and he's blind. Yeah, that's pretty dang cool. Yeah. Uh, so when you're when you're a player out on the field and you're you're touching the ball, you're ultimately affecting the play, even if it is a point after attempt and. And uh, you already have the win in the bag. I still still think that that story is a is a good silver lining to some of the crazy stuff that happened this week with college football. Just a lot of stupid stories and yeah, a lot uh, of crazy losses, people losing money on bets, and then a feel good story. Yeah, so you got the feel good story of your week. Jake Olson, long snapper of USC. Uh, after the game, he got interviewed in the locker room, and and he said. I think I speak for the team and myself when I say that this is an experience that we will never forget. But to say that I have a snap in the Coliseum under my belt, what more can you ask for? And the whole time, he's just giddy, like, woo! That happened. <laughs> he's just excited. Um, but, I mean, it's one of those things that's kind of hard to fathom what he's feeling because just, I mean, you, you can experience it through, like, the transitive property. Like, obviously, you're rooting for the kid. And, and so it's just really cool to see. Um, so that's all I've got for the college football stuff. Now let's move on to the big boy football game called the, the National Football League. Tomorrow. It begins tomorrow. Where's our rap horn? Tomorrow, Chiefs versus Patriots. Chiefs versus Patriots. Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. I don't Eastern know what channel. I don't know either. NFL Network, probably. I don't know. I, I'll let you guys <laughs> figure that out. But, yeah, Chiefs versus Patriots. Patriots should win because they're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, is that a hot take? It's a hot take. That's, that's barely a take at all. I'm not, even a, every... I'm, I'm not even a Patriots fan. I'm just a, I'm a Brady <laughs> fan. I'm a Brady Belichick fan. Uh, so they're going to win. Fair enough. I think they will win. I mean, I feel like everybody that I've heard make a prediction like, oh, Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. I think Tom Brady's old. He's been old. He was old last year. Yeah, well, his knees are weaker now than they were a few months ago. <laughs> He's got a better receiving corpse, even though Edelman's out. Edelman's not that great, by the way. He's a catch, a yards after catch kind of guy. He's also a drop machine. Except for that one, that one catch in the Super Bowl True. that they needed. That was the True. But he ain't no Julio though. Julio. <laughs> Holy no. crap! He that that game was so fun to watch. But that dude is talented. Yeah. But I, I think Cooks is better. That adds some depth. Gronk's back. See how healthy he could stay. Um, but yeah, I, I like the Patriots this year. As much as I would like Marriott and the Titans to win it, they're a little too young. And, and that's a great transition. But did you see the the Madden 18 celebration gone wrong of Gronkowski? Yeah, I believe I showed you that. Did you? Yeah. Where he like spiked the guy? Yeah, he spiked the guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, you yeah, did show me. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted credit for it. Dang it. No. I forget. Don't take my credit. I, I saw it in like three different places. I, I'm sorry. Jeez. The internet. I, 
Kyle, I don't really come up with anything on my own. I just kind of <laughs> spew internet out of my just mouth. Just spew internet? Yeah. <laughs> internet. <laughs> You're one of those regurgitators, huh? Yeah. Okay. I think we all are regurgitator. That's true. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, AKA Tater Deluxe. Every time you go over the news, you could just be regurgitator. Oh, my gosh. Uh, tater is such a great nickname. I've, I'm not even going to go there. Nope. <laughs> Okay, I will. So I play Pokemon Go, right? Uh, and and my gamer, my tag on there is, is Tater Deluxe because that's my gaming tag on PSN. And so I go around and people are like, are you Tater? I'm like, you know I am. <laughs> Bet you goddamn Todd I am. <laughs> Don't call me Tater Todd. I'm Tater Deluxe. Sour bit- cream. Chaz. <laughs> Chatter cheese. Cheese. Bacon yeah, bits. it's kind of funny getting called Tater in public. Like, like that's now one of my nicknames. I don't know. I like it. Tater. It's very fitting because we're from Idaho, so taters. Yeah. Um, but anyways, like you were saying. <laughs> Annabelle, uh, yeah, even the Titans, um, week one, kind of the matchup I'm looking forward to, Oakland versus Tennessee. Uh, He's a Titans fan. I am a Titans you. fan. Uh, but it's going to be the uh, the matchup of the broken legs. So we'll see who is more, uh, more healed up. So for those who don't know, Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota, the respective – is that the right word? Um – Conjoined. <laughs> uh, the uh, the two dueling quarterbacks this week uh, yes. broke their legs within a week of each other last year. Uh, same exact injury, same yeah. leg. Similar plays, too. Got tackled from behind. And, uh, well, they're back, and they're here for their revenge. And they're playing each other. And Derek Carr got paid as well, didn't he? Wasn't he one of those quarterbacks? Yeah, he got paid. A big old paycheck. Yeah, he's a filthy rich now. And him and Mariota are both pretty young, too. Very young, very young. Um, I'm still convinced that Derek Carr wears eyeliner or mascara, <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah, he does have a look. He's got a look, and I think I, it, I'm convinced. Um, but, I, no, I'm looking forward to that game, too, because, I mean, he's a Titans fan, but my brother's also a Titans fan. And I don't really have a football team, so I just kind of go off of what other people are rooting for um, if it's not players. And I do like Mariota. He's a stand-up guy. So I'm looking forward to that matchup, and not only because of quarterbacks – but we also have that man, Marshawn, Beast Mode. He's in Oakland. He is in Oakland. So this game's in Tennessee, but, I mean, he's yeah. playing in Oakland. Just just to clarify, I'm not like, get under the bus. Not like, you know. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> but, no, Marshawn is in Oakland, and I'm excited to see him play. I, I, I mean, I saw him play a couple snaps in the preseason. And, you know, after having some time off, I thought, he's going to be lethargic and a little chunky. But no, he's not an Eddie Lacy. He's, he's not feast mode. He's beast mode. He's still beast mode. Even even with the off time, he didn't. He stayed in shape. And when he got the ball, he's still just as elusive and agile as he was before. Because he's about that action. He's all about that action, boss. But he has that weird like hesitation. Then like I'm gonna run over you. And it's I feel like that as a defender, it's so scary. <laughs> it's, it's it's always personal with Marshawn. It really is. But he he'll like you, but he'll run over you. Just don't talk to him too much. Yeah. Then he'll hate you. Well, take put the camera down. He'll talk to you. <laughs> so you put the camera away in the microwave, he'll be your friend. Um, but I, I have mentioned this game several times over the last few or last several podcasts. Um, but that's just because, like, looking forward to football season, I look for the matchups and the players who got traded and then when they play their former teams. Um, and speaking of that, we got another one of those situations where uh, week one, of course, the NFL likes to line things up in the most peculiar ways. It's almost like it's set up this way. Weird. It's almost like 
The NFL is just a rigging machine on everything. It's like they know how to make money. <laughs> They're like business first, sports later. They're business first, sports like sixth. <laughs> it's business, business, business. Don't get sued. Business, sports. <laughs> That's seriously what it seems like with, with how they handle things. That's exactly what it is. Um, but, I mean, we have Adrian Peterson for the New Orleans Saints for his first year. Um, he played for the Vikings his entire career up to this year. Then he got traded. Yes. And so it's kind of crazy that they get to go against the Vikings week one in Minnesota. So you got to wonder, like, what type of reception he's going to get and um, if it's going to be positive or negative. Um, I don't – I feel like it was a clean cut. It was a clean cut. It's not like he promised Minnesota anything. It's not yeah. like he really took them anywhere. Um, he was the reason why they were relevant for a little while. If anything, Minnesota should be thankful. Yeah. Um, but he didn't like LeBron James them <laughs> by any means. He wasn't Minnesota's long lost son. Just taken by talents yeah, to New Orleans business. And he went to New Orleans. People were like, oh, okay. <laughs> if he had gone to like Green Bay, you're gonna go run or, for the passing team. Yeah, run for the passing team, or more importantly, like a division rival like Green Bay or Detroit right. or something. Like I could see it. Yeah, being worse or the Bears. Similar, like Kyrie Irving going to the Celtics, Isaiah Thomas yeah. going to the Cavs. It's a similar thing, like the I mean, jerseys are always greener in Boston. And Isaiah's pissed about that still. By the way, I saw a thing today. He's like, honestly, I hate that shit. I'm pissed still. Yeah, he uh, he should be. Yeah, he was he was all loyal to them, and those hoes weren't loyal back. <laughs> so yeah, yeah but, so. Uh, it's business. It is, it is business. But anyways, we're still talking football. We got this this guy who did really well last season. Uh, then in, in the offseason, managed to like totally turn the tables on his whole career, mm-hmm. potentially. guy named Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, turns out he will be playing in week one after appealing his court case. But then is suspended in excess. <laughs> NFL business first. Yeah. Let's get this rookie of the year candidate. Or was he? Who was it last year? It might have is that or Dak. You know what? I've got the internet. Ooh, NFL the rookie. Rookie. Rookie of the year. Twenty sixteen? Yeah. It was Zeke Allen. Wait, no. Dak Prescott. Surprise winner. Yeah, it was Dak Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott over Ezekiel Elliott. But they were Teammates. Teammates, two rookie teammates and you know, so Ezekiel Elliott was the runner-up to Rookie of the Year, and then he gets in trouble for all these things. You know, allegedly beating his girlfriend, and you know, don't ever put your hands on a lady. Like, what the hell are you thinking? I mean, in that manner, put your hand on ladies, by the way, <laughs> yeah, gently. Do it the right way, um, and if it's accepted, <laughs> consent. Get permission first. <laughs> don't just go doing that to ladies. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. You have to kind of think about it. He's a 22-year-old multimillionaire who had a very successful season. His head's kind of big. And being that young, like, you know, at that point, and it, like, when I was 22, I was still in college. I was about halfway through, and I was just about to change my major. Like, I was three years into college, and I changed my major. That's where I was. So I clearly didn't know myself. Obviously, people can figure themselves out quicker than other people, and they know what they're doing. Yeah. But... He's, but he's never had to figure himself out, though. He's uh, true. He's, he's still some. He's still a teenager, almost. Yeah. He, uh, he's 22. What has he done 
between high school and playing for the Cowboys. Well, he won a national championship at OSU. He was on TV, ESPN covers magazines, went to a draft. He's No one's told him anything but that he's special and that he's a great talent and paid him lots of money That's to, a good point. to run the football. So he's never had to grow up. He's just been in like this immersive culture of like i'm the best yeah and that's all they've told him and that's they backed it up by paying him a lot of money and he plays for america's team and had a good season like the list just goes on and yeah, on so he's he's been in this protective bubble of you're great and then it kind of popped <laughs> and here he is still playing week one uh they say it's some like technicality that he's still playing week one but i think it's to get the views i think it is for the views um, just like we were saying, business first. Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, there is so just to like sum it up, a guy named Kevin Seifert on NFL Nation. I've, I had to find this because I like I didn't know all the facts myself, mm-hmm. so I had to find this quote. But he said that the NFL issued Elliott a six-game suspension last month for violating its domestic violence policy. Elliott appealed. NFL's designated arbitrator, which is a guy apparently who's like been the one that's com- contesting all these cases. On me, that guy. <laughs> Money. Um, the NFL's designated arbitrator, Harold Henderson, upheld the full discipline Tuesday night. And because of the timing of it, he gets to play week one. Ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's just something you see all the time. Like, young people with a lot of money getting in trouble. Like, when Shaq was young and in the NBA, he blew all of his money within a day or two or something like that. Yeah. You hear Magic that story. got AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little extreme. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> See, drugs, a little bit of trouble, AIDS. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a little bit different. A little bit of a leap there. But, no, I mean, if I was just handed that much money, I'd probably get in trouble, too. Yeah, I mean, at that at that age. that's It's just crazy to think about. Like, I mean, Hunter Green, the guy that I wrote that article about, $7.23 million signing bonus. He's 18 years old. Yeah. And people are like, oh, well, I would invest it or put it away and live off the interest. No, you would not when you're 18. <laughs> you blow half of it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what you do. Um, Need a house. Need a car. I'm going to buy myself a girlfriend. going to get 14 dogs. No cats. Don't get cats. <laughs> hi, hi, Wayana. Welcome to the stream. <laughs> That's what I say. Apparently somebody's in here. Hey, girl. Hello. I'm going to guess heart. you're a girl. If that name looks like a girl's oh, name. It's purple. He gave us purple heart. So, who knows? so well, we're talking about sports. Well, this is Wisebot. Wisebot's oh. telling us as a person. Oh, hey! There hey. they are. How's it going? Welcome to the stream. You're the first person to talk. I feel like you deserve something for that. Gold star. You can get some points. Consider you waving, too. <laughs> Virtual waves. Yeah. What a time to be alive. You know what? There's actually an emoji for that, and it's a great one. Let me find it for you. He's finding it. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just this girl like, hey. It's a little creepy. Anyway. Uh, yeah, back back to the stuff. Yeah. So, millions of dollars, kid. Yes. Trouble's going to happen. Ezekiel Elliott, just hopefully he doesn't piss his entire career away. But he won't. He'll, he's got plenty of years to go. It's his second year. He'll come back week eight. Seven, eight. Yeah. So, Speaking of thick dudes. He's a thick dude. He is a thick dude. He's, he's like Girth Brooks, just even thicker. So he's got a beard. Yeah, Girth Brooks does not have a beard. Um, he doesn't. But um, <laughs> but talking about some football things that are going on. So as you've probably heard, we mentioned it in the prelude. There have been fires and hurricanes and 
all kinds of negative things in the media, you know, politically, whatever you want to call it. But Hurricane Harvey really messed up Houston pretty bad. It did. And we talked about J.J. Watt and what he's been doing uh, for that. Um, I think we did. A little bit. I think we talked about it a little bit, but it wasn't as far along as it is now. But obviously we all know uh, Hurricane Harvey pretty much destroyed Houston in a very big way. And J.J. Watt, being the Houston Texan that he is, decided that he was going to use his sports platform to raise a big pile of money to help uh, get supplies to people on the ground where they needed it. Because could you imagine not having any clean water for drinking, washing, um, cooking, any, yeah. of that, any of those the vital things you need? Imagine not having water for a day. And... Yeah. And that would suck. Yeah, yeah it'd like, be terrible. You, you couldn't have coffee? Okay, that's not the way we want to go with this. Let's not talk about this, Kyle. <laughs> but uh, basically, he had, he set a goal to raise like two hundred thousand dollars. I think it was it was it was relatively small. Yeah, and it, he hit it within like an hour, and then he kept jumping it up like very incrementally, like to two hundred thousand, and then or like to five hundred thousand, then one million, and then one and a half to two, and then eventually he got to ten million. He's like, I don't know how you guys do this, but you're blowing me away right now. Uh, Wyana on Twitch says, I heard people in Houston would still not touch the vegan section in the supermarket during the storm. Yeah, there was a nice picture of that going around Reddit. Was, I did see that. And it was pretty funny. I saw a comment on there that said something like, you do realize you need water to cook these things, and people don't have water. So they were buying like the things you just cook and you don't, you don't need extra supplies for. But you I can't just eat tofu raw? I still... <laughs> I mean, when you're desperate, yeah, you can. So I think there, there's definitely something there. That, I think that comment... The, the, the actually, I'm recalling now, the first thing they said before they explained it, they were like, being vegan, I know that. And then somebody else replied, and they were like, I love how the first thing you told us was that you're vegan. <laughs> being vegan, even I know that food's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I didn't read the comment. I saw the picture, though. But, but no offense to vegans, but yeah, that's definitely uh, an interesting little tidbit there. Hello, Sparlos. Sparlos, welcome to the stream, my, my, my friend. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, J.J. Watt raised, I, last I saw he was at $17 million, but I know that Jimmy Fallon and the Late Show, or Late, the Tonight Show, whatever you call it. Um, Alan he, got involved. They were donating like a million dollar each or something like yeah. that. So he's getting a lot of support for his foundation to help people out. And he's been putting up videos and pictures um, of like just crates upon crates of Gatorade and water and snacks. Like, you know, like power bars, things that are going to really give you energy to... Do the things you need to do when you're in a desperate situation like that. More useful than thoughts and prayers. Yeah. It's, uh, yes. Sorry, that was kind of dark. Well, it's a little dark, but I mean, it, it is very true. I've yeah. seen a lot of that in the media too, where it's like, you know, you can't just be thinking about people. You have Hashtag to do something. Houston. Yeah, it doesn't do much. Um, unless you're saying that, like, you donated hashtag Houston, and people are like, oh, where's the link? Oh, there's the link. Sweet, yeah. I'm going to go. But, like, it's so cool to see players do this. I mean, he's obviously putting football on the back burner for this. Yeah. Because obviously at the end of the day, we're all human and sports are just a means for him to make money. And sports are what gave him the platform he needs to do this type of stuff for people. And so when times like this come up, of course it's going to take a backseat. It's going to be like, I mean, obviously he's going to be there to play week one, but he may not be training like he should be. He's focusing on something that's way more important. Um, Sparlos on Twitch says question. I went to college in the States. I learned to love your game of football. 
not NFL. I do not like the Brady. <laughs> There's a team called the Crimson Tide Alabamas, and my question is, when people scream, roll tide, which way does the tide roll? <laughs> the tide roll over you. That's <laughs> the, what they do. They the, roll over you. The tide just rolls. It does, it's not yeah. about where it goes, what it's doing. It's just rolling, man. You can't stop it. It just <laughs> it goes. There's nothing you can do about it. It's going to roll over you and beat you into the ground. And it's going to make you start screaming, roll tide. <laughs> and it'll make you like the Brady. <laughs> the Brady's the Brady the goat, man. I, uh, I love that. Yeah. I do not like the, the Brady. Brady. <laughs> the Brady is good. He's we know we know this Brady you speak of. Greatest of all time. Uh, <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> if you want to talk about JJ Watt being a good guy, it's in my article. Is it? It is. Oh. Well, hey, there you go. So we dropped a couple links in the chat. I don't know if they can see it now because they got here too late. So I'm going to share it again. This article here? This first one? Yes. Copy. So Micah here, Microwave, he wrote an article about some sexy football players. Yes. And he does mention J.J. Watt. Since he's on the topic, we can, we can drop that link. Go check it out. It's a real article. It starts funny, and then it kind of turns. Yeah, you have to so. read the whole thing. It's really well written. Uh, Sparlos then says, this is quite interesting. In home country, the phrase is, the wind will blow left, and the people who follow will follow into prison. Well, uh, interesting. I like where this is going. <laughs> the se- yeah, the sexy article. I'm wondering if that's what they're meaning. <laughs> uh, the, uh, we'll follow into prison. Well, the tide around here roll. It break down your prison, recruit your prison athletes, <laughs> turn them into football playing machines, roll over you, and then they go to NFL. <laughs> Everything ends up football with roll tide. Yeah. Uh, that That sounds like some... Some Borat stuff going on there. Borat. <laughs> My name is Borat. Um, but yeah, so anyways, J.J. Watt doing a lot of good things for his community. Um, I'm really excited for the things that he's able to do. I mean, if I if I was in his position, I would hope that I would do the same thing. You know what I mean? Um, but then we have this, like, very daunting new storm that's Category 5, uh, Hurricane Irma. Yeah. Um, just rolling through the Caribbean islands. Yeah, it's it's like over Puerto Rico right now or something, like 185 oh. mile an hour winds. But uh, they're already evacuating the Keys in Florida, and they've already uh, rescheduled the Tampa Bay Miami football game. Yeah, they're they said that they're going to do a so it's basically going to be the Bucks and Dolphins bye week this week, and then they'll they will re well they will play each other in week 11, I think is what it was. Yeah, adjust your fantasy lineups. Um, I had. Winston and one of mine, not our friend one, but one of another one I have. I still need to adjust in mine. I have I have one more draft that still needs to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen for tomorrow. You have like 12 hours. I know. I don't know what the heck. This is like the longest standing fantasy Or like 18 group. or something like that, yeah. Um, but anyways, so the Hurricanes are doing a lot of damage, and where this one's going towards Miami and Tampa and, um, you know, other... The thing about sports is that they're a very welcoming group of people. Like they're they're willing to help and use their platform to like their the money that they make is so much higher than a lot of people in the country that they have the the resources available to help the people in need. And when it's hurting your own community, why would you not give it back? Yeah. And so you have all these football teams, basketball teams, baseball teams that are in these areas who are having to evacuate. And so it kind of makes you think like, okay, hopefully everybody gets out of Florida. Hopefully. And and the surrounding areas um, obviously the, the the Caribbean islands and Puerto Rico are getting hit hard right now. Um, 
but you like to hope that the entire area that's in, in the path of this hurricane can get out and then all the teams and, the, and people who have money and resources can funnel it into this area that needed the most as well as volunteers. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of like um, volunteer retreats from the universities going to these places. Um, but it's just really, that's a really cool thing about sports is you always hear stories of them giving back to their communities when things go bad. Um, and it kind of re- reminds me of like when the Saints, you know, Hurricane Katrina rolled through there. Yeah. And that did, you know, a number on that city. And then the Saints came out that next year and they were like one of the best teams. They were. It was It was kind of a special moment. It kind of gave, if you watched it when it happened, kind of gave you the chills maybe. Uh, after playing a season in Baton Rouge and LSU Stadium, going back home to the Superdome, I couldn't. I'm getting chills now just thinking about it. I'm not even kidding. Just your your entire way of life was just decimated by a storm, and then your one sense of normal football is not even there. And then to have it come back, and maybe things start feeling a little better. Yeah, if things feel better. I think a lot of it's because of like camaraderie. Yeah, that's what that's what sports are supposed to do. They're like cultural hubs for big populations people can all go and enjoy this as entertainment um and root for a common goal and that is your team coming out and winning yeah but when you've been decimated by a huge storm it, it brings way more importance to getting that win when you're back in your home stadium that was once demolished you know pretty crazy stuff and it's it's kind of heavy i wish we had jacob's little video right now for our fake advertisement so for, for you guys in the stream right now, we have this segment we're going to try to pitch to one of our friends where we're going to have him do like an abstract fact of the week or an abstract sport of the week. And he would come in as comedic comedic entertainment and give his quick fact, and it would be great. Looking at you, Jacob. Jacob, he, he doesn't watch this. We'll have to share this clip with him. We're going to have to go make him watch this. <laughs> Look at us. Give us a we're view. We're right here. Look at the TV. <laughs> Look at us. Um... But yeah, so I mean, kind of heavy. It was a heavy topic. That was very heavy. Uh, let's let's jump into some, a little bit of MLB. We have one little fact here. Uh, yeah. So, um, you Detroit Tigers fans, your beloved Justin Verlander was traded. Um, kind of really just sucks the life out of Detroit's bright spot in sports because they still kind of suck at everything. <laughs> uh, I, I have nothing against Detroit. That's just kind of how it is. Just um, telling it as it is. The, the Red Wings, are, the glory days are gone. The, the Lions are still the Lions. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it just kind of sucks to see Verlander go. Um, he's a good pitcher. I would probably say he's on the latter half of his career. Yeah. So maybe more good will come of it. Still got Cabrera. Not that he can win you a championship. Uh, but. Yeah, so my wife is a she's a big Verlander fan. I don't know why how she came upon the Tigers as being that being her team. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. It's it's an obscure team to pick. But so when she heard the news of Verlander getting traded, I wonder if that's going to do something to her being a fan of baseball anymore. Maybe she'll still follow him. It's going to affect your marriage. <laughs> God, I hope not. It's going to affect your marriage. That, that Verlander <laughs> trade. It always comes back to the marriage. Yeah, it's always the marriage. I'll take the hit. That's all right. Used to it. Just kidding. <laughs> Love you, babe. <laughs> Don't hit me. Yeah, uh, the playoffs still coming for baseball. It's true. So as of right now, no major developments other than the Cardinals are probably going to miss out. Guys, you're gonna if you listen to the last few episodes, or there's some episodes in the in the recent past where I talk about my fantasy baseball team sucking and me being in last place, and there's even a fake team in there, and I'm getting beat by them. Uh, I'm now in eighth place, 
still behind still the fake team. team. <laughs> it's pretty bad. He was auto-drafted and hasn't been touched all season, and it's in seventh place. And you're in eighth. Yeah, I'm in eighth. I suck at fantasy to baseball. To me, that just shows how much of a true basketball fan you are. <laughs> yeah. You, even branching out into fantasy baseball, which is basically just a stats game. Yeah. I still can't do it. I just can't <laughs> keep up with it. Uh, but speaking about basketball, Kyrie Irving. He seems pretty happy in Boston. Um, I watched their presser the other day. It was a little awkward. It was very awkward, and, and I wouldn't even put it on Kyrie. I would say Gordon was the one that made the whole thing awkward. I feel like Hayward's just an awkward dude. I think so, too. I mean, he plays a lot of video games. I mean, we play video games, too, but we're willing to sit in front of a camera and talk to We're not pretty. People. Hayward's pretty. <laughs> yeah, Hayward's got that comb very, over going Very, very pretty. Um, but... It will be exciting to watch these two teams, though, the Cavs and the Celtics, where they did exchange star players. Um, Cleveland's still better. Cleveland <laughs> is definitely better. And yeah. I, I just think that uh, with these these players who are like on the up and up on both of those teams, and then they switch at this weird time where uh, they're both competing for a championship in the same conference, it makes for some weird Eastern Conference Finals matchups where... And they just met in the Conference Finals. Yeah, like the last two years. So it's going to be... Yeah. Probably going to be a re-rematch, and it's just going to look a little different. A lot of different. The same team playing each other three years in a row for a championship. Huh, that sounds like another... Oddly familiar. <laughs> Man, the NBA is just stacked. I'm not a huge basketball fan. Like, <laughs> Is that why? Just because it, it's It's so... not helping. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> It's definitely not helping. Yeah, people who are not fans, that's not a good selling point yeah, for them. Yeah, Like, give me a different team. Yeah, it's kind of like the whole Alabama thing. Uh Sparlos there. Um, people sometimes don't like college football because it's always Alabama. So Even though it's not. but It's true. Plus their ranking system's whack. It's very biased. <laughs> <laughs> very biased. But yeah, there, there are things like that that will deter people from watching sports. Besides just being like, I don't like sports. But I'm convinced I can make you a sports fan if you're not. Just give me like a few weeks. Jacob. Jacob, got you. <laughs> um. So we got to talk about this other thing, though, that's going on in the basketball world. I, I don't want to encourage this. I know you don't. I really don't want to encourage this. I know. I have friends that are going to hate me for this, but I have to. Um, we got to talk about this, this thing called Ball in the Family. God. <laughs> it's a reality show, guys. And it's kind of funny because sports are like the original reality TV show, in my opinion, because it's unscripted beyond the fact that there are playbooks and stuff. Yeah. That's sort of scripted. But that doesn't determine the outcome. And so that's what makes sports very entertaining to watch. There's a lot of human error involved. Um, and that's very much, I wouldn't say human error is the thing that carries over into the reality TV show. Um, it's mostly like human emotion and human relationships that kind of take take the front stage. Um, but I know exactly what you're thinking, though. Stop giving them the time of day. I don't want to talk about That's it. exactly what I'm saying in my head. But I'm telling you, though, the show is good. Like, I I mean, I was telling myself, I'm going to go to bed early a couple nights ago, you know? And I'm laying there, and I see this pop up in my feed because they paid for a Facebook ad, and they, they friggin' got me. It said sponsored, and I still clicked on it. <laughs> um, this guy. That just means I'm taking money from him. It doesn't mean I'm giving him money. <laughs> I'm giving him views. But... The show is really good because I feel like the media portrays LeVar Ball in this like super like he is a very animated and aggressive dude. And I don't I don't like him for the that facade that he puts on. He portrays himself as that guy the media only helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean like they're willing to bring him back on for things because he is entertaining. But when you watch this reality TV show, he can't be like that all the time because 
there are certain stories that are going on in their family that um, are a lot more sensitive than being able to just like joke around and say my boys are the best and just get through it. Because um, if you guys have followed the story at all, um, Lonzo Ball or like I guess uh, the the kid's mom had a she had a stroke just before the NCAA tournament last year. And so this TV show, you get to see a lot of the inner workings of the family. Um, and I, I don't know, it's just really interesting to see because you see this guy in the media who's like seen as this like villain because he's just yeah beating his chest yeah. and he's loud and he's cocky. Obnoxious. Um, but then like you see this TV show where he's the way he treats his wife and everything um, with the, the, the circumstances and everything. He is just like very supportive and he's very kind it's just the things you wouldn't think that this guy could be. And so that's one thing that really surprised me. But then you get to see how goofy these kids are. And I mean, like, there have been times in my life where I'm like, I wish I had a camera on me at all times. And I was recording everything that was happening because there's some silly stuff that happens. But this family is just like, they have a nice house, they have money, and they're all like, I guess they're, I wouldn't say they're good looking people, but. <laughs> they're no Haywards or Brady's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or Romos. Or Romos. Um, but you see a lot of the human side of things. And, and a lot, you get to see a lot of Lonzo Ball's relationship with his girlfriend. And and that's always interesting because, like, he's going in the NBA where he's going to be making millions of dollars. And in this show, they're talking about, like, <laughs> like what life is going to be like when he's in the NBA and in the thick of it. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you all the time, even when you're not in L.A. And then he's like, except for when I'm in Miami. And he, like, starts dancing around, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, God. But, but no, I, I think it's going to be an interesting story to follow, especially with him getting involved in the NBA season coming up pretty quick uh, next month, actually. Wait, whoa, what? Yeah, September, October. Basketball. Baseball, basketball starts. Baseball playoffs. <laughs> baseball playoffs start when? The fall classic, man. It's like October. Like September well, like 29th or something. Okay, so baseball playoffs September 29th. Don't quote me on that. It's, Ish. It's always October. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Um, and then NBA actually starts earlier this year, like October 16th, 17th. It's going until what May. Yeah. You got June. a lot. You got a lot of time to watch basketball. There's a lot of basketball. Definitely a watch your baseball playoffs. Um, but yeah, so I had to mention the reality show. I'm not talking up the big baller Brown. Brown. <laughs> For hope, not the Big Baller Brown. Big Baller Brown town. Uh, anyway. Hey, my new name, Big Baller Brown. <laughs> oh, no. You should get one of their oh, yeah. shirts. I should. And Brown. Triple B. Triple B for Triple Brown. Triple B, Big Baller Brown. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not talking about Big Baller Brown. I'm talking about the people. Justify it how you want, Kai. <laughs> You're still giving them airtime. <laughs> okay, we're done with that. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Uh, so we do this thing for, for you guys that are new to the podcast. Wow. This is gonna be the longest episode yet. And that's totally fine with me. Um, cause we have people come through and we were chatting. I think it's good. Uh, but we do this thing every week called weekly Q and D for a question and discussion, because I don't like yes or no answers. I want to hear you guys give me a response. So, Q and D. <laughs> um, so the question we picked for this week for you guys to think about and answer us this week was to, Pick a player that's not on your favorite team and talk about them in a positive light. Um, what you respect about them, what you like about them. Um, I feel like that's a good way of practicing sportsmanship, uh, but also um, just just general being nice to people. I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm trying to relate it back to life, man. It's not working right now. Um, but we got one response on YouTube right away. My boy Clay is always up on the YouTube dropping the comments. Um, his response to which player he likes and why is... Oh, it's a long one. It's a long one. Favorite player not on the silver and black, a.k.a. Raiders. I would have to pick James Harrison from the Steelers. The man posts workout videos constantly on his Instagram and shows how damn hard he works. In a recent article I read, he said he spends nearly 300000 on his body a year, I'm guessing, uh, including training, massages, chiropractic work, etc. The guy says if he invests in himself, he will be able to play the sport he loves longer and allow himself to make more money for his family. Very intelligent move, I'd say. Can I be his body? On oh, 300 grand. <laughs> you okay? You want to be his body? Be his body. 300k? Just yeah. walk, like walking money stack? That, that would be legit. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a good pick. Uh, James Harrison's a big dude. He's a big scary dude. Uh, <laughs> Came out of retirement. Yeah, he seems like a, a like a nice family guy. Um, but I do not ever want to play football with him. No, he will crush you. <laughs> he he will do things to you that you didn't think were possible. I mean, like he's lifting like 500 pounds doing pelvic thrusts or some something like that. Like, it's not a guy you want to get in front of. If he's doing that with his with his hips, yeah, his his arms are bigger than my legs. <laughs> they're huge. Yeah, they're they're trees, and that's his arms. But yeah, so. this is a guy like like Clay's saying. He's the more he trains and stuff, the longer he can play. He's he was already kind of old and being a bigger guy. He yeah. retired, sat out for a year, and then came back the next year. Got a, got a lot of miles on him. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy to see. So I think that's a good pick. Um, Micah, what do you got? For... <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite team, I'll, I'll precurse this by saying favorite team is the Titans, so I can't pick anybody on that team. Um, Tom Brady. Why? He's the GOAT. <laughs> so, uh, Sparlos, uh Brady does his job. I think Kyle already mentioned that. He yeah. makes everybody else around him better. He He's the competitor. He's kind of the fire that drives the team. Um, if he's not into it, the team's not really into it. Kind of is what I respect about him. He, he comes to work wanting to win, knows he can win, and tries to win. I mean, you don't just come back and win the first ever overtime Super Bowl because you're good. No, you got to want it. Yeah. So I'm not saying Atlanta didn't want it. I'm just saying that it just kind of worked out that he wanted it. He fired up his team. Uh, I don't think Jay Cutler is going to be leading any top, any team to a Super Bowl overtime victory because he just doesn't care. So he doesn't he's, have he knows he's getting money. That's yeah, all he knows he he's getting money. That's all he cares about. Brady is there to win. So, uh, and he's a good guy. Seems I like, agree. I don't know. Never met him. Seems like a good guy. He's very. I, th- I think he's. He is genuinely a good guy. Like yeah. he, he is a extremely soft spoken for a guy who is so successful and big in his sport. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, you got to be a pretty good guy to wear Uggs. I'd yeah, say, but <laughs> not saying I wear Uggs, but James Harrison ain't wearing no Uggs. That's true. Uh, welcome to the stream, base head, head, base head. Glad to have you here. Um, but yeah, I think Tom Brady. He. It's kind of hard not to respect a guy like that. I think he's got a couple of like tarnishes against his name in terms of like cheating and stuff, but um, in the grand scheme of things, like the first thing that happened, he gets drafted, he comes up down the stairs to meet with the team managers and stuff. This is him getting drafted in the fifth round and not even looking like he's a football player the way he was shaped. He's scrawny. 
very scrawny. It wasn't no Girth Brooks. Just looked like <laughs> he looked like a, just a normal dude off the streets. Yeah. And he picked up and put him on a scale. Like, yeah, you're a pro player now. Um, but the first thing he said to what's his name, Roger Roger Kraft, Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft. The he's the GM, I believe, or the owner, he's one of the owner, owner of the oh. team. So he comes down the stairs. First thing he does is shake his hand. He says, "I'm the best decision you've made for this franchise." That's the first thing he said to like admin. Ballsy. And this is a guy who got drafted fifth round out of Michigan, and behind seven other guys. Yeah, and he seven other quarterbacks. He really backed himself up, and I think when you believe in yourself, you can't do anything unless you believe in yourself. You gotta have that confidence. So. I think that's one thing Tom Brady definitely has. And I think that kind of relates to my question a little bit because I'm a Lakers fan. Uh, Basehead. I think you can take UNLV this week. Yeah. If you rewind and rewatch this week, we talk about it a little bit. But yeah, we took him last year. We'll take him this year. Uh, just ask Howard. <laughs> if Howard University can beat him, we ain't got a problem ain't got with a that. Problem. Um, but yeah, so I think... When it comes to my favorite players that are not on my team, I'm a Lakers fan, and I know that that sounds weird, but I'm not a bandwagon because You're not. when I was 10 or 11, I realized that Kobe was, he came into the league when he was 18, and at that time, my brother was 18, and so I was like, oh my gosh, that's like my brother being in the NBA, I want to do that, because I love basketball, I, I always have, and so I tend to look at people that have like that mob mentality, you know, people who are like, they go out there with the right attitude, wanting to win. Like, they'll do anything in their power to make their team get a win. Um, and a lot of people will say, well, Kobe, all he did was shoot the ball. And that was his responsibility, so that's what he did. That's what he was good at. Um, but some of those players that I, I think equate to that in the NBA, man, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a few names, and then I'm going to make my decision because I'm still kind of on the fence about a lot of this. So as much of a snake as Kevin Durant is, the dude has this like look in his eyes when he's playing, and oh, it's hungry, and it's scary. Like compare the look in his eyes compared to, or even LeBron James. Like he's got that look too. Like he's he's coming at you, he's gonna kill you. Or Russell Westbrook is another guy. Mm. Um, then you like compare the look on their face when they're coming at you down the lane to somebody like James Harden. He's got this soft beard, and he's derp, like, derp, 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 derp. what is defense? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, I can't. I can't say that he's my favorite player just because of like his attitude. Like he seems like he's just here to get money. Like just like Jay Cutler. Like, doo, doo, doo. Um, and so I've named off a lot of names and man, it's just so hard. I still haven't even made my decision. Um, but I think the one guy that I haven't mentioned that I kind of root for the most because he has a bright future and he has a similar scoring ability as Kobe is Devin Booker. See the guy that dropped 70-something points? Yeah, so he plays for the Suns. He, he dropped 72 points in a game. 72. And, I mean, they were I think they were playing against, like, the Timberwolves or something like that. And the team wasn't all that great that they were playing against. But And I also don't think he has that Mamba mentality about him, but he's a very young dude. He's, like, 19. It's a lot of points for a 19-year-old. In the NBA. I think this isn't a high school game. It's not like LaMelo putting up 80-something points. It's, it's, it's a lot of points, period. 72 points yeah, is a lot of points. It's still a lot of points. So there's been many games lost by less points. Than <laughs> I mean, it's true. So I look at Devin Booker, and I think that he might be my favorite dude. But I also have a thing, not a thing, but I have the, a likeness towards Clay Thompson. 
Because the dude is, he is a goober. Like, he's somebody that I can relate to. Have you seen the videos of him at the clubs in China? Like, yeah, dancing around? <laughs> I think he maybe dabbles in the ganja a little bit. He might. might. Be the wacky tobacco maybe makes him a little wacky. I mean, he, he was a coog. He was a coog. I he, he was arrested back. for that one time. Uh, <laughs> it's legal there now, of course. But, uh... <clears throat> but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like Clay Thompson. To me, Clay Thompson has a... A nice ability to turn it on when he wants. Yeah. And turn it off when he wants. Which can be kind of a negative sometimes for some players. That they're not always turning it on. But It's like, why don't they just do that the whole time? Yeah. Whereas Clay Thompson, it seems like when he's in the game, or when the game, when it's time to game, he balls out. And when it's time to be goofy after the game, he's cool. Yeah. Except I, after he loses a championship and is kind of a baby about it. Yeah, he's he's not a good loser. But not a good loser. who is a good loser? I mean, you can lose, you can lose well. You lose all the time, pal. <laughs> Well, I mean, Just not recently. <laughs> uh, so what I mean is, like, when you lose, you're, like, you're still upset. Yeah. But when you're a player, you have to be a little humble and be, like... Be humble. They, shake hands. Be humble. <laughs> Clay, don't just go to the locker room. Shake hands. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I spouted a bunch of names, but I think Devin Booker, Devin Booker. is up there. I think that's a, an obscure choice that nobody was expecting, so I'm going with it. Uh, <laughs> so that's what we got for the responses from this week's question so here's the question for next week the idea is we're going to leave you with the question you come back next Wednesday when we do this stream starting at 7 o'clock mountain time 9 o'clock eastern and you give us your response to the question and we'll give ours um, or you can drop a comment on the YouTube um, after we put it up after this stream um, SoundCloud any of those outlets you want to use um and so here's the question. Question. Describe a time in sports when you realize the magnitude of a certain moment. It could be something you watched after it happened and like highlights, documentary, etc. Because I know a lot of those moments I don't really pick up on live. I'm not like watching that particular game when it's happening. Mm-hmm. I tend to go out of my way to find those moments now. But I want you to think about a time in sports when you're watching and something happened in particular. Um, and it just like gave you the chills like, whoa, that... Mm-hmm. That had some kind of significance to it, and it wasn't just like he caught a pass. <laughs> Sound like a horse over here. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. Oh, it's hot in here too. Holy it's cow! Warm. I'm dying. <laughs> um, but yeah, so come back next week and give us the answer to that question. Um, we'll be happy to have all you guys through. Basehead, Sparlos, Wyana, thank you for coming through the stream. I really appreciate it. Um, speaking of streaming, I have a little announcement. It's not a huge announcement, but I'm going to say it. Uh, this Friday, I will be live streaming on my personal Twitch account, which is Tater Deluxe. So you can go to twitch.tv slash Tater Deluxe. And I'm going to be diving into the NBA 2K18 prelude. It comes out on Friday, and I'm, I try. I really avoided a lot of plans to try and do this stream. Like, <laughs> I could go to the local fair, or I can do Kyle, this do this with us. Gotta play video games. Guys, I'm busy. Uh, video games. It's important. <laughs> it's important, guys. It's, it's for the blog, all right? It only comes out every year. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to be streaming some 2K18 prelude. I've seen some of the, uh, what am I trying to say? Some, like, I wouldn't say leaked content, but people who got to go to, like, the conference oh. for 2K18. They, they invite a bunch of streamers out there. I would love to be that person someday where they're like, hey, you're well-known enough that by you coming and putting up a YouTube video... You deserve all this free stuff. Make this happen, <laughs> base head. 
Boyana. Yeah. Carlos. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Kyle us... wants to go to EA. Please send me that. For 2K. It's not EA. 2K. 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 He wants to go to 2K. <laughs> Take me to 2K. 2K. <laughs> I'll go with him for Borderlands. But Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I might allow that. Um, but, yeah, be sure you hit that follow button, that like button, subscribe button, share button. Do everything you can to share this with your friends. All of those things. If you, if you at least like the stream a little bit, I think that some of your friends might as well. So go ahead and do that. Um, you can find this on this, this broadcast as a video. I'm going to save it up on the Twitch account here. I'm also going to be putting it up on YouTube. But also be sure to find us on all of the social medias. Talking Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, SoundCloud. Did I say that one? But the handle is Abstract Sports on everything. It's right there. I don't know if you could I do that every time. Where are we? <laughs> At Abstract Sports on everything. Um, but that pretty much does it for us. Uh, Micah, you got any last words? Go Vandals. Vandals. And also, get at him on the twit. Twit, twit. Oh, yeah. yeah I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, my shoes are over there. <laughs> so, yeah, get at Micah. Vandal Micah. I mean, he's he's repping his own name right now. <laughs> Look trying, at that. Trying to figure out another article for you guys. Got some ideas. Look forward to that. I'm, I'm excited about that, too. I, I have a couple in mind. I have one that's in the works already, too, really. But one of them is a really big undertaking. Um, has to do with being the goat. Brady? <laughs> nah. Uh, <laughs> but like I said, be sure to follow, like, subscribe, all that stuff. You'll definitely want to find us on all the social medias because we share all different kinds of content everywhere. Um, but that's all we have. My name's Kyle Richards, a.k.a. Tater Deluxe. Get at me on Twitter, at Kyle Clay Design. This is my boy Micah Brown, at Vandal Micah on Twitter. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. You just listened and watched the Abstract Sports Podcast. We'll see you next Wednesday. Peace. Pew, 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 pew. Rap horn. Throwing gang signs. Mute. <laughs> and we out.